uh, sponsor us, please. Yeah, pretty much. Because like ninety percent of the articles we get is from each gamer, so we're just like, hey, just why don't you sponsor us? Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to another Alt Gaming Community Podcast with me, Certificate Eighteen, and my co-host Hat from NT Clan. It's March fifteenth, twenty twenty-one. Uh, it's been about three weeks since we've been in your lug holes, giving you all your gaming news and updates. How are you all? Pretty good. Excellent. Pretty good. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to the listeners, guys. I was talking to the listeners, not you. How is Viv? <laughs> so tonight. We're joined by some wonderful members of our community, as always. So as well as Hat, we've got Kaito Specs from CGC, and we've got Rose from all the way away in Canada. Um, how are you guys tonight? Asking you the room now. Oh, I'm good. Very good. Excellent. Um, what have you guys been up to? It's been three weeks. What have you been playing? Anything new? Hat, what about you? I've been playing. Surprise! Have you found a new game yet? <laughs> Actually, no. I did. I did um, try Teardown. I managed to buy that, which is like a sort of voxel-based smashy smash sort of robbery game. Okay, cool. It's quite nice. You start out uh, in the destruction company, and turns out it's not giving enough money. So instead, you get weird jobs, which include destruction of property and stealing stuff. Someone's actually read the story. I just went, give me the mission. I want to smash stuff. <laughs> Get straight to the fun bits. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How about you, Kaito? What have you been up to these last three weeks? I made the mistake of joining the Altlands Minecraft community server Yay! and been fully cool. addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very cool world with an awful lot of mods. Very awful good. lot of mods. It makes both my PC and well, actually, less my PC, more my laptop struggle to realize what is life. Are you playing two accounts at the same time? No, 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 no. It's uh, I had to go a weekend away, but I just couldn't stop playing. <laughs> it sounds very sad, but it's still just too fun. That's fine. It is time consuming. Yeah. And this is open to anyone in the old game and Discord to join, right? Yeah, it is, yeah. You can make a, a charitable donation if you want to to the upkeep of the server, but it's not required. So it's open to open to all members. I don't know how many be, people the server would support. Oh, okay. Um, this is the latest version. Um, and I've taken the reins on this one because last time Viking did it and broke everything. So <laughs> I've taken the reins. I've done some testing in single player and stuff like that. And it all looks very nice. So we'll be progressing through to the latest version of the all the mods mod pack. Uh, loads of new but, mods, fancy new gadgets. Cool. And if you, some... these, sorry, if you want to join these guys, all the info for the server is pinned in our Minecraft channel on our Discord. Yeah, that's right. I think, um, I think the best one in the update would be pipes, which uh, replaces mechanism pipes, which showcases all kinds of items when they get transported. So mm -hmm. instead, you just see a cable, and it will be lighter on everyone's PC and the surfer, most likely. Have they added um, the, the fancy lighting with that this mod patch yet? You know, Minecraft has got another version of it with the um, RTX lighting. 
That's uh, only in Bedrock I... version. Yeah, uh, nice unless you it. use Optifine and shaders, but Optifine doesn't really work well with this mod pack. No, they yeah. don't play nice. They don't play nice at all. Yeah, that's that's okay. I'm just interested. Um, well, Specs, it's even longer than three weeks. When were you last on a podcast? Oh, was it a Christmas special? Maybe. No, I wasn't. I didn't think I was even here for that. It's oh been my probably god, horrendous. Like more than six months. Either way, um. I've been playing this really cool, brand new first-person shooter um, called Counter-Strike. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's made by this small indie company called Valve, right? Never um, heard of that. It's quite good. Um, never playing tons of that, as always. Uh, actually, recently, this weekend, hosted some custom games on Rocket League. Um, that was very fun. Got a load of members of the alt gaming community involved, and we, we had laughs. Let's, let's just put it that way. Um, it was a mix of abilities. Some people could hit the ball when it was on the floor. Some people could fly through the air and dribble it into goals. It was it was good fun. Um, but definitely looking at uh, some sort of tournament and competition going forward. So uh, keep an eye out in the hashtag Sports and Rocket League channel for that. Great it's one of those ball. game modes that we've never really got into as a, as a kind of like Discord or whatever for some reason. But um, it's obviously it's a huge game. It's been huge for years. Um, so yeah, but it's good. It's good that we're embracing it. It's something new to play as well, which is fun. Yeah, loads of people for, actually play it in the Discord. Yeah, um, they've just been keeping it quiet. Exactly, they all come out of the woodwork as soon as I put a message out. It's like, oh okay, let's let's get some games going. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. I bought it when it came out back in what well, was on my Steam 2015, and I have never yeah. launched it once. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I think I bought it in 2016, yeah. I did launch it recently because of all the stuff going on, and I was like, I got bombarded with all this stuff you get given. It was crazy, because obviously it's transitioned as a game over the years. and It's been bought by Epic, which is yeah. a big thing, which we'll Very talk about in a what? bit, I suppose. But <laughs> um, That's fine. How about you, Rose? How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Cracking. Well, Perfect. I'm better now. Got really drunk at the weekend, but I've recovered. It's all good. <laughs> um, what, what have fun. you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think so. What? Uh, what, have you, what have you been up to these last few weeks? Uh, oh, oh, not really much. <laughs> I can't lie and say a lot. Absolutely nothing. Have you been hunting for ghosts with Barmy? I did a few times, but uh, in phasmophobia. Like yeah. Bit of phasmophobia. Anything else? Um, I decided to play a bit of Splatoon just out of boredom. I've been doing pretty much Honkai and Genshin since they have events coming up. And other than that, I got another visual novel game, which um, it's pretty fascinating. What's it called? Oh goodness, I have to actually try and remember what it's called. I believe it's. It might be World End Syndrome, I believe, or no, Our World Is Ended. Cool. It's by P Cube. Don't know who they are, but sounds good. Uh, right, well, what have we got for you on the podcast tonight? Uh, it's a real mixed bag tonight. We haven't got like a big main, 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 main story, but we've got lots of semi-mains. We've got some semis for you. How about that? Uh, Again, all <laughs> the best we can do is a semi now. <laughs> so we we got some Halo action. If you want to know a bit about Halo Infinite, there's been a Q&A. So we can give you some of the, the highs and lows from that. FIFA have been... Well, FIFA haven't been naughty, but people that work at EA have been naughty. So we're going to talk about that. 
Uh, there's a little bit to talk about for Fall Guys, but no one cares. And then <laughs> Monster Hunter and, you know, Bethesda. I mean, they're now owned by Xbox, which is pretty cool. Um, so that's happened, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But before... It's all coming together. All developers it is like unifying. It's wonderful. New Vegas are now under <laughs> Microsoft's banner. It's the Avengers all over again. <laughs> yes. Games Xbox developers assemble. assemble. Can we now have a Fallout game, 3D Fallout game without the bugs? Nah. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Be reasonable, oh, come on. Yeah, Not as Fallout as game, then, is it? Um, But before we get into those, we've got some little quick snippets for you, some highlights, some of the, the smaller news moments from the last few weeks uh, in our quick news section. Uh, sponsored by Shoulder Monkey, Monkey Shoulder. I don't know if you've heard of them. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna get <laughs> no, most of these come from Niche Gaming, which is a really great website. You should check it out. Um, uh, we'll put some links in our description for this on the website or whatever. But uh, yeah, here we go. So Terraria, it was cancelled, right? Uh, yeah. So if you remember, I think two podcasts ago, we talked about how the Terraria um, lead dev got locked out of all of his Google account drive and yep. yeah and pretty much just turned around and went you're a fucking liability we're not working with you anymore so apparently he's they went okay i've got my stuff back after going fuck you in your shitty console and now they went well, i guess we'll bring it to stadia now so all eight stadia owners all eight of them yes. yeah you're gonna get terraria <laughs> you lucky stadia owners you get an old game uh that's cool. <laughs> Forever Entertainment announced several remakes of Square Enix. Ooh, uh, uh, you don't mean that, do you? No, I mean Square Enix games. <laughs> yeah, oh, you do, oh, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Which ones? Which ones? I couldn't actually see which no, ones. They, I just just they, on, didn't yeah, they it, only it, just it's... say it was yeah. game. Believe... They didn't say which games, right? Not in this announcement. Rose, um... have you got an idea? Pardon? Have you got any ideas? Um, I was actually reading something, or at least what it said was they had worked on something before, which I believe they had worked on Final Fantasy VII Remake, but that's still mm -hmm. up for debate as they haven't really said much. They're kind of tongue-in-cheek about it. Mm, Forever Entertainment did Panzer Dragoon Remake and Panzer Dragoon Swai Remake. Yeah. Square um, Enix has been more busy with remakes and remasters, including FF7 Remake. So we don't know what remakes they're making nope. for Square Enix, but we do know that they are making them. So, you know, if you like the Panzer Dragoon remake and the Panzer Dragoon 2 remake, then expect similar sort of quality for mysterious games that are getting remaked. I saw um, from a few different sources um, and comments, things like that, Parasite Eve seems to be high on most people's list. Okay. Um, there's a couple of games there that haven't been touched in. 20 plus years that could probably do with it and would probably do quite well with it. So, it'd be interesting to see what they end up doing with that. I mean, yeah. if they bring like old, old games up to like, <clears throat> pardon me, modern standards, that's always good. I much prefer that to then this game came out five years ago, let's remake it. Imagine just cause one being remade by them because it is technically owned by Square Enix. Of course. <laughs> 
Uh, so we've got a developer shutting down here, haven't we? What's this? We do, uh, yes, Disintegrated, the game that uh, kind of came out as a stillbirth. Just, <laughs> it was dead on arrival. Made by the guys who a lot of them worked on the old Halo games before there was the whole Bungie-Microsoft split. Uh, some of them went off and made their own company called V1 Interactive and they released Disintegration, which was a complete failure. And now the company is shutting down. I mean, this seems was like it an online shooter. <laughs> it was a weird thing. I thought it was like a sort of squad-based sort of thing, but it wasn't. Oh yeah, their shut their server shut down like what a few like months a month ago after, first. Yeah, I think it was like not even half a year after the game so, released. There was so, so few they, people to shut it down. This niche gamer article says that it launched in June 2020, and then the multiplayer was shut down in November 2020. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it didn't even last half a year. <laughs> they didn't it even give it a so shot. Good. It's just the yeah, that's not dead enough time, no, like, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, that's a bit that's sad, like, isn't it? That's like an Amazon open world game, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or FPS? What was the FPS? Was it an FPS or a hero shooter? The release that was like, looks like it was dead. first person. Both, yeah. yeah. That Amazon release style. Okay, well, and speaking RIP. of speaking of shutting down, unfortunately, we don't have Musher, our card game master, to comment on this. But it seems like artifact. The Steam Valve uh, card game is going to ha uh, permanently cease its development. Yeah, so, so they were looking at making Artifact 2. I know a bit more mm. about this, but they were looking at making Artifact 2, uh, started releasing some beta codes and things like that and getting people in early access, and then have shut down production of it because of lack of player numbers. When there's lots, like a lot of people online complaining, saying... Me and all of my friends have all signed up to be part of this testing. None of us have ever been called on, so of course you're not going to have any fucking player numbers because you're not inviting anyone to come and play your bloody game. So yeah. I think I think Valve have just realised that this is an experiment gone horribly wrong, um, and have just pulled the plug on it. The first game was rubbish. The remake was always going to be rubbish. They're not going to compete with the likes of Hearthstone or Magic. So yeah, they've just it, it, it felt more like. Yeah, let's just copy Hearthstone and see what happens. Mm -hmm. It just went to pop. Yeah. Can't imagine many people who want to play uh, are going to play a game when no no one has access to it. Come on, that's now. true. <laughs> really, the show just like threw a wide net out, just going like, "Here, we're doing some beta tests. Anyone who's interested can jump in to kind of use that to gauge interest. Rather than we're going to be really stingy with our invite, yeah. and then go, oh no." The hundred people that we want, we invited, half of them are left. Shut it down. Yeah. Well, we don't know how many people they actually invited to play, so. <laughs> no, no. But, they, but it <laughs> sounds barely. like they barely invited anyone to play. I feel like it's a difficult space to be innovative in. You know, at the end of the day, there is certain things that you need in a card game to make you feel like a card game and to make it work and. And if you try know, and you, branch out, you're going to get a lot of people complaining. You're like, just going to oh, get loads of it. Yeah, magic does this. Yeah. Well, well to they... bring it back to Musher and how I ended up meeting, uh, me and them and whatever, 
Chronicle did exactly that. The Chronicle RuneScape card game was fantastic in terms of innovation. It was completely different. It wasn't this turn-based, I have a go, you have a go. It was, you play four cards, and then they both the, the action carries out on its own, you watch it, and then it goes to the next chapter. And it was really new and innovative, but it's just a shame, I know from meeting developers and people that were quite high up in Jagex, spent some time down in Cambridge talking to them and stuff like that, um, that it was dead on arrival. Like before they'd even pushed it into any sort of beta because of the ownership changing hands at Jagex, it, the, pull, the plug got pulled. And unless it, it had seen hundreds of thousands of numbers on release, it was never going to be pushed. So they and all the developers knew that, which is a massive shame, but you're not wrong. Yeah. It, I think it's, it's, if you get it right, you can get it really right yeah. in that space. Um, but too many people just try to rely on the success of other card games for, it, mm -hmm. for themselves to be successful. If you're since you're a bit uh, card savvy, how is Legends of Runeterra? If you've played that, since I haven't I've really watched a lot of it, I've not played it yet. Um, been busy shooting people in the head on other games, but hopefully um, in the head. Well, yeah, mainly in the legs actually. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, it, Runeterra seems to be doing quite well, and it's always going to, backed by the right developer. Um, but. I'm not certain. It's really hard because Hearthstone have done a really good job of cornering this market because so many people have got so much time and money into it. They now feel like they can't leave because if you leave, you leave all this time and money that you've put into this product. That's the thing. And I think it took too long for someone to come out and try and challenge that as to the point now where their market share is just so high that it's only Magic can compete and that's got how many years of experience behind it? Yeah. That's so. the thing, like, Magic so I guess only Magic Arena and Hearthstone only only ones actually doing quite well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Magic's true. ancient when it comes to games. It's how long has it been out for? Like, I've got no idea. I just yeah, know it's always been around. Time. It's like the Warhammer of uh, card games. Yeah, and that's the best way to describe it. Yeah. yeah, and Hearthstone has like all the Blizzard stuff. They've got Blizzard pushing it, which is a very recognizable name with very recognizable franchise that it's based on, which mm -hmm. helps it yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's huge, and that's certainly enough for it to get a really strong outing when it first launches, and then after that, it'll hopefully gather its own momentum, and it'll be fine. But yeah, I mean, how long will Hearthstone continue if Blizzard keeps on being bad with its own developers? That's the battle. Their question. Quite a while still, yeah, I imagine. Probably, they've got plenty of money to burn and plenty good uh, goodwill from the fan base. And and just the general population's awareness of what they're like isn't what we think it is. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we keep an eye on the news a bit more than perhaps most, mm. and it's it's just not out there in that same way. Yeah, it's a bit weird when you see a lot of developers being laid off, but in the meantime, they earned, like, what, 10 million from just microtransactions alone? I challenge you to ask 1,000 FIFA gamers if they think Blizzard's good or bad. And I bet you get over seventy percent good. Yeah, yeah. I think just... EA are very much the villain in the gaming space. Yeah, and people like Blizzard, who should be held accountable, aren't. Uh, I think yeah. Nintendo's the big one for shitty companies. Like surprisingly, they're just, yeah, they're just working off their goodwill, and everyone thinks amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But speaking <laughs> of shitty companies, Take Two yeah. Interactive. The, uh, the parent company of like Rockstar K2 and that, one of their CEOs came out and said that gamers are ready for $70 prices on games, which converted to Britbong money is... I assume it's just going to be... And for us, it'll probably just be 
like sixty. Right. About fifty. Quid. So so there's developers. It's probably less convinced. now with the exchange rate. <laughs> so he's convinced that seventy dollars is worth the price of a game. Yeah. Oh, it'll be fifty quid first, so that's seventy dollars for him. Yeah, yeah. we can't be far off that anyway. Yeah, it depends what it? kind of game you want yeah. to push out. If it's another like basketball <laughs> game, fuck off. That's exactly oh, well, yeah. the one that they're piloting <laughs> with. Yeah. Yeah. NBA 2K21 is the first game they're pushing, I think, with the seventy-dollar price tag. Um, yeah, it's it, just it, not okay for the amount of playtime you can get out of it. Sure, but with all the microtransactions and the bullshit that now is sports games with advertisements and mm-hmm. all the other mm-hmm. bits and bobs. That's not worth it. You just, you're just, make wasting people's. It's money. all about how you pitch it, though. If you put a token in there to be able to buy an exclusive pair of trainers, mm. they're only making a uh, ten thousand I mean, pairs. I love not, not, not really enough. Well. Altliners have probably poured some money into FIFA players, mm-hmm. haven't they? Yeah, I did yeah. at the beginning of the year. To be fair, I yeah. mean, I mean it, it's your it choice, out. but for me, it it it, it it's just not good certainly when you know when games used to be like yeah here's the complete game without these bells and bobs and you get these players by just playing the game instead of and it's a shame money. they use like the sports games very much are keeping these shitty companies afloat so they can bleed them out into other franchises and even if they fail the fact that there's so many sports gamers that are just always keep throwing money into things like K2 and FIFA and that it just keeps them going like oh that was a failure that means that franchise is shit because it works with this game why didn't it work with that one cancel that franchise let's try it with that franchise i mean it depends on how the european law is going to adjust itself because the uk also wants to already adjust the gambling laws with loot boxes yeah certainly when uk at, families are white losing like coming what? out in the in the winter hopefully yeah, yeah. yeah. Certainly, when UK families suddenly lose two thousand pounds because their kid found their credit card numbers and wanted the best football player. Skipping ahead there a little bit, aren't you? But yeah, yeah, we'll come back to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there's a few categories that this seventy pound, not pound, whatever it is, seventy dollar price tag yeah. fits into. You've got your repeatable um, sports uh, gamer. And they're they're a slightly you know don't take this the wrong way listeners but you're a slightly less game savvy gamer you know what I mean you kind yeah. of pretty much play a couple of games you don't really know the whole big marketplace and that's okay you don't have to I'm just saying you're ripe for being stung a little bit more than perhaps someone who knows a bit more about what you can get prices for games for on Steam and things so that's one area and obviously that like that is a part of a cartel that's linked with people like Nintendo. PlayStation and Xbox who can control the pricing a lot more for their games. And then you've got the repeated improvement kind of like Call of Duty area, which is it crosses a lot more consoles and a lot more different formats, but I still think it's it's part of a huge lower educated I only you only play this game following. That's not sports, but it's still the biggest first person shooter. First person shooters are one of the biggest styles of games in the world, and they will always have that a little bit. And I think like the last one could be um, sort of very famous um, franchises that, that use their equity to launch something. And then using that, they could do like Breath of the Wild, for example. When that first came out, that was a very expensive game. If, I think it was 60, 64 quid in the UK, yeah. maybe. So like that was that's quite a, and that's Nintendo leveraging their franchise and you know Final Fantasy could do something like that any of the really big players like you know I don't know what the next um, 
Uh, we were just talking about it earlier on. Uh, GTA. I don't know what that would be like, but look at how long that's lasted and been popular. Like, I don't mind paying... I don't care paying 70 quid for a game if I'm getting 10 years of use out of it. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's so. that's okay, but not games that are basically mostly rehashing of the same mechanics of the previous iteration, like most sports games. Yeah, what, uh, that's what, always going to happen. What is not I think, you know, acceptable, you... as they they call this instead of microtransaction, they call it recurring user spending. Those kind of things should not be in a game if the game is already expensive. Like ma Agree. make the game cheaper, put in Free. the microtransactions then, because then you pay for those extra bits, and then yeah. get like what you normally would pay for a full game. Instead, like right now, you you buy a game for fifty quid, and in, and for extra players, you buy another spend another fifty quid. It's like buying an expansion, but instead you get non non desired players. I don't know We're why not... these sports games haven't went for. Like, um, I, like I don't want to be the, a, a negative person every time, but yeah, it's, it's just... you're really good at it though. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a bit. It, I, I, I'm like the downer part of this podcast. I'm sorry about that, but it has you, to you... be. It has to be mentioned because you're the robot from Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that. It, it has that. to be mentioned though, because oh, companies yeah, does, get praised yeah. for, for 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 their bullshit. And in the meantime, people are just still spending money and they in the corporate business are just going to call it recurrent user spending and games as a service well i'll tell you what i bought fifa for many many years probably i bought a fifa game once a year for possibly 15 years okay and it's only the last two years that i've spent any money on card packs so you know as fifa look at their business model and they went okay so we could sell this one game to the same market every year. That's pretty fucking cool, which not many people get to do. So they were, they were doing that for a long time going, we are so lucky making all this money. And then they went, somebody just said, oh, you know what? You could make even more money. And they're not going to go, no. <laughs> they're going to go, okay. How can we do that then? Here's an idea. Ultimate Same. team or whatever. Yeah, it's and, like, and, hmm, let's, and, let's just stick this in. I mean, if it, it's flopped, <laughs> we're still sitting on this bed of money and we're going to Yeah, the repeat, the repeat purchase, yeah. So they're in this period of time where they're getting away with it. And we're not in the Wild West. I mean, the Wild West was when we were doing crazy skins gambling on CS and all sorts of stuff was going on. And that was like, you know, been all clamped down on pretty much to a certain extent now. Um, people have been taken to court and things like that. You know, at least there's been uh, investigations into that area. And I mean, Bill's hats. <laughs> it goes even but, further. Yeah, we we weren't aware of that, but now people are more aware of it. But just like Valve, but TF2 is also kind of lucrative with the keys. Yeah, there was some naughty stuff happening in 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 TF2 for a while. And okay, that game's not as popular as it was, but you know, I think we're not in the Wild West, but we're still in the early days of all this. And there are going to be companies when 10, 20 years from now they look back and go, "Wow, look at what those guys did," you know. Definitely. Um, it, it'll be interesting how it all gets the perspective of the evolving uh, money tree of the computer gaming industry. Yeah. That's what it is. It's it, a money it, tree. It, yeah, but it's important to know that if they say that the cost of producing games has, has risen, that is partially correct. But the most like money goes into advertisement and some games just get way too much advertisement and just be like, yeah... This game is expensive because it took more money to develop. No, you just over-advertise your game. It's also the say of that, but 
we're in a golden age of indies where like anyone can make a game so how come these little tiny companies these little startups can make an amazing game like valheim yeah yeah big massive companies are like oh it's costing so much money oh well, what they're, they're giant do? oil tankers yeah it takes them a long time to turn you know it's not the same <laughs> They're, uh, they're it, it still is the has to be noted though that they had needed the, that one million sales to even come even so that gives a bit of an indication on, on how much money they had put into it but it has been composed out of veteran developers so they already had some money to invest into their game but it it, it takes time and also some luck you, you can like in forager you can read about how the developer got lucky with his publishing because his idea get kept bouncing off from other publishers until hum, a, f uh, a friend of his started playing and came late to to a meeting and that that meeting was some uh, dude at Humble Bundle and that's how his game actually got published. But you also have to remember that the selling is for only fifteen quid, so yeah, <laughs> compared to like fifty. So yeah, that's took them like. Uh, was it 100 million to break even? But the sell I think they said 700,000 actually. Yeah, something yeah. like that. But it's still a fraction of the cost that these AAA games are going. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Take Two, jumping ahead one story, there's yeah. been a little bit of news here for GT Online. Hey. Oh, I'll hand this over to Specky because you brought yeah. this to my friend. Anyone who's played GT Online knows that you could literally start up the game, go for a cup of tea, read a whole book. Uh, preach to the, to the choir, <laughs> do a lap of the entire universe, come back and it still won't be loaded. Um, genuinely, like for me, I have a very decent computer. Like it's more than good enough for what I need it for. And it took me about nine minutes to load GTA Online. Um, there has been a third-party modder who stuck up a fix for it on uh, GitHub, and um, they've the, the developers have took it and gone, thank you very much, we love that, and it's been reported to be fixing people's load times but up to 70 percent uh some users claiming that it's gone from like 10 minutes to just over two minutes for them to load in and stuff like that which is going to make them a lot of money in the future mm -hmm. just because people are going to enjoy that game a lot more and not having to sit around and wait for, for ages for, for stuff to happen um but as a reward they gave the guy 10 grand well ten thousand freedom dollars so not even 10 grand <laughs> didn't in game money thanks hired? rockstar <laughs> Did, but didn't the person also get hired by Rockstar? I'm not certain on that, but uh, he might have done. But either way, he he was doing it as a token of goodwill, I suppose, and they took it. So it was nice of them to pay him, but the amount of money they're going to make off the back of this, because they sell their stupid shark card nonsense and mm -hmm. what have you, so they'll still make millions based off of it. And it's a bit of a, it's been received quite badly online. A lot of people saying it's a bit scummy, especially considering how much money they've made off GTA of a game that came out yeah. in 2013. Like, how yeah. much money they've actually made off that game alone, people buying it three it's, times for various consoles. Yeah, uh, it's probably been pure stuff. profit for about nine years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so for them to only give him 10 grand seems very stingy. It's just over 7 grand in the Queen's money. It's nothing, really. They just <laughs> should have given him, like, a thousand bitcoins. That should have been nice, right? <laughs> And our last quick news, I'll hand over to Dave. Oh, hello. Uh, Bloodborne executive producer Masayami Yamaoto. Kaiton Kanda, would you like to pronounce that correctly? <laughs> Masami Yamamoto. 
There we go. Oh, he sounds so good. Announces departure from Sony's Japan Studios. This this Japan studio is fucked, man. Yeah. Every time we was already shutting down. This, this <laughs> happened. Take another brick away. I don't know. This happened before the Japan studio was being clo uh, closing down several of its aisles. Mm -hmm. It just the news didn't get mentioned last time. I do find it funny that we had a few podcasts ago they were like, oh, these are all just baseless rumors. We are still fully committed to the Japanese market. <laughs> and every podcast since has been, you know this big game? Yeah, the lead the lead dev, like the executive producer that pretty much made that game. Yeah, he's gone. He's went, he just went, fuck yes, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> oh, man. It's important well, that to was a quick news. <laughs> well, just, just quickly, before we move on, uh, it's important That's to right, mate. He's He's been in the industry for 25 years over there so it's not like he's a small time dude like he knows yeah, his stuff <laughs> yeah. he has said as well that he's going to be carrying on making games and stuff he's, he's enjoying the idea of freedom so if, if that doesn't tell you a lot about the Sony Japan studio the fact that he hated it that much that he's he's gone I look, Demons, forward, to, yeah. I, I look forward to seeing you know like what he does without the sort of restraint of these big publishers Exactly. Well, it's I mean, not just you, him. You, I mean, you can it, see what happened with Death Stranding, so that says enough. This is not a kind of thing that I want to read out, but uh, Teruyuki Toriyama, whatever he he was the <laughs> Demon Souls and Bloodborne producer. He left. Um, also, somebody from Siren and Gravity Rush, uh, Kaichiro Toyama, uh, he's he's gone. And then Sato Kazuunbu and Junya. Okura, they've also left. They were part of the producing team of Bloodborne. There's just loads of people who have been going, and they're all going to probably just be on a WhatsApp group going, should we start up uh, an indie studio and do what Valheim did? <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably what's going to happen. And, and Kaito, do you want to read through those names again? Just, <laughs> <laughs> just so we don't offend everybody. Do I really have to go through those names? Uh, in, it's only one paragraph inside yeah, yeah, the just, Niche Gamer article. Uh, Previously, Demon Souls and Bloodborne produced it. Teruyuki Toriyama left the company, followed by Siren and Gravity Rush creator Kiichiro Toyama departing Sony alongside Sato Kasunobu and Yunya Okura. Oh, Yunya. Oh, I wish I was educated. <laughs> That's so cool. You need to watch you sound lovely. Anatomy. It's, it's <laughs> hmm. Probably uh, pronounced their name, though. <laughs> Moving on All to right. our first medium news, there has been a Halo Infinite <laughs> Q&A. So, I mean, Slightly these guys, they, 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 they did a demo, didn't they, at E3 in 2019, and everyone went, that looks shit. Yeah. And then, and then, then they went, oh, crap. Uh, we're not probably going to release it now when we said we would. We're going to go and look again at it. And then what's happened? Like, what? Uh, they haven't ever announced a launch date yet, have they still? No. I... I'm already fussed on the graphics. I'd rather have them to actually like a fairly interesting, big, deep game, so I can handle it looking as it did. It <laughs> it didn't look next gen, but it didn't look bad. I would say. So they've done like a forty-five minute uh, mm -hmm. ask ask three four three ask me anything kind of thing, I yeah. guess where they've answered loads of people's questions and gone over some details. And I bet there was a lot of, we can't talk about that now uh, in there. But, um, like, is there any big takeaways from this? Like, what are the highlights? Uh, they did mention that uh, they're on, I assume they're on the Zeta Halo, because they keep referring to the Zeta Halo will have that. So I assume that's the name of the Halo we're on. This that's time. the ring that we're on. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, the, the game will have day-night cycles as you play, because it seems like semi-open world, open world as you're playing through. So Okay, it's interesting. Yeah. It'll go through day and night as it changes between day and night, so will the enemies' behaviours. So you might have like the grunts, the little guys might be sleeping around, there might be the planes flying over with spotlights, just searching for stuff compared to the day where there's more awake and you know you don't need patrol craft trying to shine your light on everything. Uh, they also mentioned that there would be a weather system of like wind and fog and hoping in a future update to add like rain, snow and storms going on, which would be quite a nice effect. As hopefully, you know, the AI will also react to the environment as well. I'd like to say, you know, maybe some of them like look taking cover from the rain, things like that. Just what about umbrellas? I would love to see grunts just walking around with umbrellas before the, the thing map out two grenades and Yay! do it by themselves. Yay! <laughs> Make um, it snowmen. Yeah. <laughs> there has been wildlife in previous Halo games, so it's not like wildlife is in the game but not hostile. That's not really... Uh, that, that's not a, like... I, I know they're trying to think like, of things to talk about, yeah. but, you know... Little um, things that, like birds There has been dual wielding. Uh, Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I'm not sure if, like, the mean there's going to be things like... There's been more like deer. deer. Yeah, uh, yeah. there's been alien deer before and things like that, uh, and and birds um, and stuff. But um, no dual-wielding or customizable weapons, and the elites will not be playable. I mean, that's quite a departure from what is a Halo game, you know? Customizable weapons, no, there's never been those. But dual wielding, there's always been some way of dual wielding, most, most of the titles. And traditionally, in a Halo game, you would switch between playing an Arbitus-style elite character and a Master Chief-type character normally. So it's quite interesting that they've... I don't know what we're doing here. I assume we're going to take some sort of character ownership... And if it's more open world, there'll be more skill tree esque feeling to it. You which, said the one the that's totally the weird. Master Chief and Spartans, right? Yeah, oh, okay. Arbiters in as well. Halo yeah, Reach Around kind of focused on Spartans quite a bit mm -hmm. and had all these different um, members of your team with had different armor on and yeah. and it kind of like tried to make it more and that led into them doing some TV TV series type stuff. Um, so yeah, interesting. Upgradable equipment items will be unlocked as player progress, as play progresses, as will uh, weapon variants. As the player progress, I've missed off the ER there. So. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So upgradable equipment items. So, I mean, in some of the other versions of Halo, we've seen you be able to add armor lock or mm. sprint or a jetpack. I wonder if it means along those lines that like you can swap them out, but they can't all be present at the same time. Yeah, because the men, well, they said that in the campaign you'll be able to have multiple ones at the same time, but in multiplayer it'll just be one at a time. That would be a balancing nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. Look, <laughs> um, they're looking at Destiny 2 and what they're having to go through and go, we don't want all that bother. Let's just, uh, let's just make it simple. Uh, okay, um, the the halo that we're on, the, the Zeta ring, will have not only the Pacific Northwest landscapes, but it'll also have a diversity of sub-biomes as well. <laughs> and uh, apparently they're all supposed to like merge together quite nicely, so less of just the same... Well, you know the sort of uh, biome that we're used to play and the sort of landscapes that the halos have from all the other halo games. It's kind of weird. Like, if you think of a ring, and a ring being something that's got an equal distance around, um, you know, from where it's from, normally you would find that it wouldn't be able to have biomes, because 
um, that in the traditional sense, you know, if you got if you if you do have like a, a ring around a sun, for example, you wouldn't everything's the same distance, so you wouldn't have any biomes in that respect. But consider um, this aliens bullshit magic deck. Yeah, of course, of course, wizards, <laughs> wizards, space wizards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, they're not the halo rings aren't the, the rings around suns though are they they're they're no, floating like satellites yeah satellites yeah so that makes more sense um the game will have patrols of enemies that will react to the choices the player makes mm-hmm. player. everybody dislikes that yes uh, <laughs> so, yeah uh that was a very quick one that i wrote that they did not read <laughs> but they did mention that you know sort of if you're using a lot of vehicles, then the game will react and like it'll have more patrols that will be fun to go up against while you're doing vehicle gameplay. If you're more on foot, you're more likely to counter enemies that work well in sort of just the ground sort of on foot gameplay. I'm hoping they might do something like GTA, not GTA, uh, MGS5, because that had some quite good reactions. Not many um, people talk positively about MGS5, that's cool. <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought that the, the sort of NPC <laughs> sort of AI patrols and that they worked quite well. As if it's on par with that, I would like that. If an yeah, I mean, old school Halo would be there's an invisible line, and as soon as your Master Chief touches it, the enemy's mm-hmm. triggered, and there was, yeah. you used to basically try and manipulate that by shooting them before you hit the line, and then you could get an easy kill. Like that was how it used, like to a certain extent, how it used to work, but. Um... Okay, well, I'm still excited for that game. I yeah. want to play it. Um, I'm sure it'll be, hopefully, on... Because um, uh, there's some news about what Xbox have been doing with their Game Pass system recently, and there's a game coming out that's going straight onto Game Pass and stuff. So I'm sure there'll be some interesting stuff they do with that as well, given the Game Pass members maybe some early access. So I One can't little wait thing that I mentioned that looks quite fun, or sounds quite fun, should I say, is apparently you're gonna if you're clever... You can knock enemies off the edge of the halo. <laughs> set, oh them wow! Into space. That's cool. To give you an Goodbye. idea of how big they're making it. That is cool. That, I don't see how that's going to work until I get my hands on it. Yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy. But yeah, lovely, lovely, jubbly. I wish we had a date. One day. Just one day. Maybe Soon, this year. TM. Launch is fall 2021. Maybe. Um, and. Handing over to our FIFA expert, we have news of uh, what's been called EA Gate. Gate. So take <laughs> us away. Top, I'm going to go top up my wine. Please start. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, people have been naughty. Um, there's been some leaked WhatsApp messages and images and things like that of um, essentially people buying cards directly um, for their accounts, which are untradeable. So they don't touch the market, but it's still very much not allowed because EA love doing this thing where they put this massive roulette table in front of you and you roll your card or you roll your, your dice or whatever and you get the worst cards possible consistently. So they don't like the idea of you being able to buy specific cards, even though I'm sure that would probably make them an absolute fortune in the long run. Um, their, their industry and stuff, they make so many billions off packs alone um, and the the odds and stuff are just awful for the absolute top cards so the prices that have come out seem to be ranging between 700 to 1500 euros and for that you get between two and five of the best cards possible um that's a lot of money when you think about it but at the same time the amount of people that will put that into the game every year anyway and will end up with nothing to show for it like 
take from me, I, the game launched when I was in the Peak District with um, with Dave and Ian and uh, Viking, mm -hmm. and I put in 150 quid like instantly. I bought the game for 60 odd quid, and then I put 150 quid in just to try and get a steady foot in. I know I'm going to play the game enough, and I walked away with pretty much nothing. Um, now for just I, I know I've spent probably close enough to um, to be able to buy these cards off of whoever it is that's dealing them uh, this year um, and I know my results that I've got my cards that I've got are awful um, so it, it actually it's a really good price now the thing that's coming out is they don't EA don't know if it's uh, an employee who's doing it or an employee's account that's been compromised um, oh, they are speculating that it's the latter, uh, that someone's account has been hacked and someone has the ability to grant these cards, which are usually granted for things like um, something going wrong whilst processing and someone losing a card or someone being hacked, someone high profile being hacked. Uh, hey, I'm Wayne stuff. Rooney. I want to buy your game. Can I have a card with me? Yeah. I've got a really good player on it. Exactly. Hey. They, uh, <laughs> they, yeah. tend to, uh, they tend to... Excellent. Well, they say that um, it's around 0.0007% of um, cards that are given out or something like that. Are free. A weird stat to release. That Either is. way, it was it's a ridiculously low number and they they don't know if if it's an employee who's making absolute bank off the side of this or if um, if it's if it's someone else. But it's lucrative. I, I, I can't imagine dropping that much on like like on characters for a yearly game yeah exactly they what so this year will be the last year i spend any money on fifa past by you say i promise you i like i promise you um, get that recorded yeah if, I, if, if i don't recorded, that's the whole point basically if um if i spend any money on fifa points next year i'll donate the equivalent amount to any charity like you can hold me to that because i'm that makes it sound like I don't want to donate anything to charity. That's not what I mean. <laughs> the point being, um, it, it's pointless. It's absolutely pointless because you get at most, realistically, six months out of the game. By March, April time, the game starts to die off and yep. your mates will stop playing and it, you're basically just then waiting for the next release of the exact same game for some bizarre reason. Um, but yeah, like there's a, a streamer called Bateson who... Um, it's his job. He plays FIFA, makes videos, whatever. And every year on launch, he loads up about forty thousand pounds worth of FIFA points, like at least that much, which is absolutely ridiculous. But it gives him everything he could possibly want then for the rest of the year. And I yeah, suppose he, he probably makes a lot more money back off it than than he spends. But it's a shame because so many kids see that and they see him with all the best cards and they, that, they'll be like, oh, I can do that. No, little kid. Like, little Timmy, you spend 70 quid, you're not going to get anything. You have to spend thousands. Um, some of the cards that are being sold are Team of the Years. So FIFA in real life, FIFA, uh, they designate a best 11 of the year. Um, and then the, the special cards released and um, they're available for like two weeks. Now, some of these cards are being sold now by whoever um, but I know for a fact there's some YouTuber, there was a YouTuber um, goes by the name of Manny who put in eight and a half grand solely in trying to get one of these cards out of a pack and failed like it took him when like, there was the a higher supper. yield chance of them or something well it, it was the only time they were available in packs so okay, he put right. eight and a half grand in and didn't get a single one now he could have yeah, just well. paid £1,500 and got three of them into his account for free but um, I don't but think EA, EA like this very much. But, 
EA won't publish the percentage chance of winning the card, will they? Nope. It says less than 1%. That's the most um, detail they're willing to That's go into. That's the closest into. they'll give you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is why like the Netherlands and Belgium, have, um, their court cases have gone through, and I don't think you can even buy packs in those countries anymore. Um, so where do you stand on it being surprise mechanics? Because I mean, that's the language they like to use, don't they? And it's fun because it's a surprise, like a Kinder Egg. Oh, look, what am I going to get? Oh, I've got a little dragon. It, yeah, mean, but like dragons, that? you you won in 100. And most of the time, you get a crappy little ball or something that breaks <laughs> within three seconds. It, it's it's very scammy. Um, yeah. I very much appreciate the way people like Rocket League have gone. So on Rocket League, as expensive as it is, far too expensive, it's like 20 quid for the most expensive items, but... Um, now you get uh, a surprise blueprint that you can open for free and then you have to then buy the blueprint if you want the item but you get to see what it is beforehand so you yeah, get that, that surprise element of it and then you can go to go ah yeah I do want that or no no thanks actually I don't want that at all so that, that aspect's quite good um, like I said their prices have gone up dramatically since Epic have bought them but um, that aspect is good it, FIFA just it's going so badly and they're alienating so much of the player base who are all addicted to doing this now correct me if i'm wrong ultimate team is that the multiplayer or is that a separate like it can be both but that's yeah, that's the main, main game mode like the main multiplayer game mode yeah so. yeah 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 that's a way like i know this me coming from playing genshin every single day seems like a bit hypocritical of going like oh paying stuff for Random rolls is a bit. That's a bit shitty, considering you know, it's a you know Genshin's a gacha. Mm -hmm. But like, r random rolls and characters for a multiplayer game and for percentages that low, like, it just seems like shit to me. It is complete shit. And the, what makes it worse is their esport that they're, they're trying very much. They're trying so hard to push, but it's just not working very well. It's entirely based off of Ultimate Team. And the way you qualify for these tournaments is by winning a certain amount of games with no limits on teams or anything like that. So a lot of people who aren't so good at the game who just have the best teams because they've pumped in thousands, like pro footballers and yeah. stuff like that, they're the ones getting to these tournaments. And then you'll see little Timmy, who's might be fantastic at the game and exploiting all the game mechanics and knows how everything works, but because he can't afford to buy this incredible team, he'll never get anywhere in, in terms of the tournament. And then to make it even worse, they recognise that that's a problem, but only at the tournament. So at tournaments, the accounts are restricted to certain ratings of certain amounts of special cards to try and even the playing field, despite the fact to get there in the first place, you had a massively uneven playing field. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, speaking of say, little Timmy and thinking like, oh, I need to put this much in, having a quick uh, YouTube search of just FIFA 21, it just seems to be a bunch of twats making shocked faces opening packs of cards. That's all yep. that comes up. And I said, okay then. <laughs> yeah, there's no actual content in FIFA anymore. Yeah. I mean, there used I, to be, but there's not. Said, like, say, can't, uh, we do, can't we do the same video for you opening cards in, in Genshin though? I mean, you get the same. If you had a face cam, you know, you get that as well, which I hate. Where it's just like, I put ten thousand pounds in to get this character. I think the, the big thing with Genshin, and Kanda will confirm with us uh, as well. Like, I've probably got one of the strongest teams out of the people in this Discord that play, and my team is made up of three characters you get very early on for free. 
and one random like just low star character that I got. So like, is it just the weaponry that they're wielding or something? It's, like, what all, have you done to? They're all basic weapons, like the sort of four star weapons, not the big five star stuff. But I can clear everything in the in the game and really okay. quick. Like there's not much challenge. So the, it's just the way they work as a team. Then the efficiency yeah. of of like fire and ice yeah. or whatever. So it just sounds can... like you're rewarded for knowing your shit. The game mechanics. Yeah, yeah I can confirm, because cool. I've spent a lot of money in the game, like, per month, and I got characters, like, I got more five stars than he does. I have almost every to date, and my team still can't compare to his. <laughs> because of the... Because he has better weapons. I bet they look I've, fitter. I've, I actually have more five stars than he does. Yeah, I've, I've got four star weapons that you can craft <laughs> on my team. Like, I don't have many, like, premium things in, Just cause on my guy. I just, I just, I worked at like, okay, these guys work well together. I'll just keep them and just level them up. And oh, I can clear everything. There's nothing that's really a challenge. And I think that's the sort of difference of one, it's a single player game. Two, they give you stuff that you can do everything with from the get go. Mm -hmm. It's not like there's no PvP. There's not like, oh, I need to roll the strongest character so I can be the top of the leaderboards because there's nothing like that. It's all so specky. While we got you, can you give us a prediction for FIFA 22? Do you think there'll be anything different? No. There's still, have you seen FIFA 21? They've been migrating. Have you seen FIFA 15? Um, <laughs> they've, they've been, they keep trying to like migrate engines and stuff, and then Next Gen came out, so they had to abort everything for FIFA 21. And then went, well, I don't know if you saw what Pez did. They ended up not releasing a game at all. They released a yeah. like season pass update, which was a lot cheaper than an actual game would be. Uh, just to fill that gap and EA is just so the thing is most of their game needs to be rebuilt from the ground up they're so invested now and so far deep into this shit heap that is FIFA that they can't do that it's not cost effective for them they make so many billions off Ultimate Team in its current state like genuinely I think they make like 3 or 4 billion a year off just it's fucking just filthy. FIFA point sales for the pack I want some of that money oh I think everyone does but <laughs> That's not even accounting for the fact that the game costs. They could literally release this game for free. Yeah, I know. Because yeah, they make so much worse. money elsewhere. Yeah. But, and then they still charge 55, 60 quid now on launch for this. Maybe even it's more It's barely soon. even an update. <laughs> it's, it's the same game that it was a couple of years ago with slight mechanics changes. <laughs> and it's, one it's thing awful. that's ridiculous, I know from... Uh, like I say, I, I don't really play it. I, just, I've work, I work with people that play, uh, play a lot of it. And that's mm -hmm. the sort of thing that they just play... Like, football games and what's what's the other big football game revolution well, soccer yeah a Probably lot of them are saying like oh that's a better game but they don't have manchester so i'm gonna buy fifa instead and it's like yeah <laughs> that game is better in every way but the team is called like something yeah. slight like like aldi version manchester yeah <laughs> like it's a knockoff thing so you can go, I'm playing Manchester, but they're just not called Manchester and have a better game, or you can play the shit, the shit tip that's called Manchester. Northwest yeah. England. It's, um, yeah. like, Arsenal is northeast London, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the thing is, because EA have, EA have done exactly what I was talking about Hearthstone doing, they've cornered the market so, in such a state that it's even worse with FIFA because it's a, a popular... Because it's the popular thing to have, it's the popular thing to have. You can't if you step away and buy Pez, you get criticised for it. And I, I'm guilty of that. I did it in the past. Oh, what are you playing Pez for? It's crap. No one plays Pez because no one plays it. No one plays it. Yeah, Prohibition Soccer. But it's a lot of syllables to get out. <laughs> but yeah, whenever someone plays it, they get 
criticised for playing it, so then they come back to FIFA, and it's like, because it's an uncool thing to play, no one plays it. In reality, it's game mechanics, and the effort they put in every year is quite high. They just haven't got the money behind them to buy all the, the licenses that EA do. Um, part of the most fun I've had in 2021 was playing, like, the 10-man teams. Clubs. Um, in Clubs. That was absolutely hilarious. It is it great. So, and the sad thing so is, much fun. that game mode hasn't changed, like genuinely hasn't changed in literally like three years. They don't touch yeah. it because it doesn't make any money. When they, they are looking at it stupidly because they could stick in so many MTX in there to buy new fucking hairstyles or <laughs> yeah, nonsense absolutely. stuff like that. that people, would, people would do it. Or something. Yeah, people would feet, do it yeah. and that would mean that then they, they can feel like they can spend some dev time on it but they just don't touch it and it's a shame because it is comfortably the best game mode. Um, it's, yeah. In terms of esports, I actually like watching there are pro like club players um, and they'll have 11 people against 11 people and they'll play in leagues and all sorts. There's like a proper pro clubs esports league, and it's it's really entertaining because every player is being controlled. Nothing's down to the AI, and it's actual competitive. Like it's a test of your skill at that point. Um, yeah. But they, it's just for some reason it's part of the game that they they hate. And ever since they released um, Ultimate Team as a DLC in 2010. And then start becoming free to play once they realise they can make an absolute fortune out of it. That's been the only aspect of the game that they've concentrated on. Things like career mode even have suffered. It's like the classic career mode that everyone got FIFA for. If you played it this year, it's absolutely laden with bugs. You play two months into the game and all of a sudden you get emails about teams that you don't manage and then your players start complaining they're not playing even though they've played every single minute of the game and then they'll <laughs> leave your club and make the entire dressing room unhappy because they've left for nonsense reasons and there's just so so many bugs and they just don't care because it doesn't make them money oh man I suppose what we need is the law to step in and say you yeah. can't do this packet system you know, and, and then that will solve it I would be very surprised day. if it stays the way it is to be honest I wonder where they pay their taxes if they pay their taxes <laughs> if they pay their taxes yeah probably not yeah Oh well, EA Gate. There we go. Hopefully um, that sums up for anyone who doesn't care about it. But it's not good. We're all going to buy it now, Specky. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if you like your ball sports, go buy Pez. If you like your ball sports, go and play a different. Go play Rocket League. It's more fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Uh, Fall Guys news. Is that a thing? Can you talk about uh, dead games? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Epic Games buys Fall Guys dev. What? Mediatonic. Mediatonic. Thank you. I can't wait there's... to not be able to play that game even more because the servers oh, are out, yeah. actually. <laughs> How much did they buy it for? Probably about 20 quid. <laughs> yeah. Kind of imagine it was a lot. Would have been a fortune, you know, when it first came out for the first two weeks. Yeah. Before, if you want. Like, oh, now we'll oh God, it, it would have been really good then. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, don't think I can't actually... find a price no, in the article. No, they don't actually That's because this isn't a niche gamer article. It would have exactly. a price in if it was. Exactly. Because it's shitty uh, Kotaku. Kotaku. Yeah, I got that right. I know that word. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, Fall Guys and Among Us crossover teased. <laughs> oh, I got my dick out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, their vague, it's their vague attempt to stay relevant, that is. Yeah. Among Us is still doing really well despite yeah. also dying a death very slowly 
uh, only being alive because of the fucking memes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, people are starting to take the piss out of it now. It, it's on its way down. It's it's had its little flourish. So, I mean, Monster Hunter, they've had a movie come out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, moving on. It was absolutely shit. And if, if you've got time and you think, oh, I'll, I'll watch a, the Monster Hunter movie, don't. Don't watch it. Don't waste your life. It's terrible. Isn't um, like but every there's... Capcom movie just bad? Probably, yeah. Everyone. If you want yeah. a damn good movie to watch instead, watch Rubber. It's about a psychic tire that kills people. That's all you need to know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Incredible. That's going on the list. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 launches on the 9th of July uh, with a PC version added. Yeah, so I think before it was just... They had to wait a year, did they? Or like six that, months? Or, or... Like, it was only going to Switch, but now, because it's got a lot of interest, they went, ah, and it's coming to PC, which is always good. It's actually okay. a good move of them for doing that part, but it's a bit weird that they don't do it the same for Monster Hunter Rise, probably because of different gameplay issues. But the first game did not come out on Steam. Actually, now I actually have to check. So, Monster Hunter Stories, uh, is that some sort of, you know, you watch it interactive video? No, it's just... It's, it's like, mm, from what I saw, it's like playing Pokemon, but then with monsters. And you get to oh, ride okay. the, mon like, baby monsters. I thought it was just... I can't had, be legal. I thought you just had a wolf, or am I thinking of a... Am I thinking of a Rise? There. It's Digimon, the looks of it. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Also, it's better Pokemon then. <laughs> it's just Japanese, <laughs> Japanese Pokemon. And Monster Hunter Stories 2 is about some monster egg you get, and apparently it's some doom impeding monster that will spawn from it. So everyone wants to kill your monster. But so it's, it's a cute, Doom uh, Monster Hunter crossover. Cool. <laughs> you get Doom Guy to raise, and he kills you. <laughs> Uh, and is uh, Monster Hunter Rise limited time demo relaunches because there's already been one of them on March 11th. That's already happened then, and uh, free post launch updates to begin late April. So I, was this one that Kaito, our resident Monster Hunter fan who couldn't be here today, it's this one that he's really excited for, isn't it? Monster Hunter Rise. Yes. Uh, this so, is. Well, I am Nightfire, here, you we, dickhead. We mean, well, Nightfire, Nightfire, Nightfire. Nightfire, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I confuse the weebs easy. <laughs> Says the master weeb of the channel. Oh, you are uh, the king of the weebs hat. You can't I, say that. I watch my anime dubs. They can't call me a weeb. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you're just a closet weeb. <laughs> waiting to come out. Maybe. <laughs> Anywho, the the, the <laughs> so, um, relaunch demo is just an updated version of it where the um, main ship monster, Magnamalo, is huntable. Uh, several right. of the Outlanders have opted not to do this because that kind it's basically the end game the end game monster of the main story, so you're kinda spoiling that part of the fight for yourself. People have been very excited to play it, but as Nightfire has said, it has kind of ruined the fight for him in the main games. And to be honest, it's kind of an for those that want the challenge, it's nice, but it's an overtuned fight, so people with like anxiety to fail and actually try to go on it and get shrekt by by the monster probably get a whole anxiety attack about it. While it's just an overtuned monster right now, and you don't really have optimal gear to do so. 
Okay, okay. So that um, comes out in two weeks, but the PC version comes out in 2022. Why are they... I just feel like they shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. It's, it's where they get money from, right? Sony gives them money. No, Nintendo gives them money. Yeah, it's well, it, well, whoever it is, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. Somebody somebody says, give it us a timed exclusive and we'll fund your game for you. I mean, we definitely found that out when there was the whole leaks from Konami. Was it Konami that we got the leaks yeah. from? Where there yeah, was yeah. Like, uh, Capcom. Capcom. Yeah, Capcom, yeah. Where the, the companies were like giving them thousands upon thousands for like a week early access. Yeah, because it, it's huge, man. It drives sales. With it? this, though, uh, delayed by a year release, does that, do you not think that, like... I know there was plenty of games like Horizon Zero Dawn came out and that was exclusive on PlayStation. And by the time Two it years. came out on PC, I feel like the the hype had gone. Everyone had kind yeah, of forgot about it and got yeah, very bored. Yeah. So do you should, business surely they've got to be way, making the money? Yeah, you've got to weigh up the pros and cons. And sh- with the amount of PC gamers and the the sheer size of the PC market, surely it makes more sense to just do simultaneous release everywhere. It's, it, it's but, cash uh, up front it's, though. Yeah, it's it's push. It's I suppose, yeah. It's also to As push sales on the Switch version, so people will have to are forced to get. Yeah, a but Switch. Nintendo and Sony will say, right, we'll write you a check today, yeah. so you can have three hundred grand in your bank account tomorrow, yeah, and that'll pay your salaries uh, for all your boys. Yeah. You know, that's the thing, or girls, or it's. But Monster Hunter is not exactly days. a small company. Like, sure. sure, surely they don't need to rely on that upfront money. I don't know. It's Capcom. Hmm. So I don't know. know. They could have also just opted not to release it on PC, and then it would have still been fine because Monster Hunter belongs in the portable section. Like, well, it used well. The first one wasn't portable, of course, like the first Monster Hunter. But then, most of its iterations came on portable consoles because mm-hmm. it's nice to do a quick hunt. That's also most... the point. Is isn't Monster Hunter main audience very much in like the West? No, 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 no. Sorry, I'm Asia. A, I'm a, in Asia, that's in, what I'm. In Japan, it's like a very yeah, big thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I messed up. I'm, I meant to say Asia, and I said the West by mistake. Um, yeah, it, it's like it's it's much... it's a very much a pop culture mm-hmm. symbol. Like even Monster Hunter Double Cross got like um, reference in anime. Other Monster Hunter mm-hmm. stuff gets a ton of references in anime as well. Just in general, because. People got went with their PSP to schools, go to through the buses, do a hunt, get together with people, get familiar with other people. It kind of connected. Yeah, yeah that's, what to, that's what I was trying to say was the portable and sort of console is a lot bigger in Asia compared to say PC. So mm-hmm. yeah. like, and it's a Japanese company, so they're going, okay, this company's going to pay us this much to give it exclusive on these sort of more portable, more easily stored consoles compared to say pc they're going to take that because they because they know that from like the country they're from not many people play on pc yeah i guess so that influences them as well yeah it's it's actually from what i read from gaijin hunters tweets it's actually quite hard to even get your pc repaired in japan because most people just take up consoles and phones and mobile consoles in general and now japan is going through a kind of a midlife crisis regarding their play their sony like it's already hard to get a ps5 there while it's well it's hard country- over here as well. yeah it's harder yeah. over there because there's no one that works there anymore <laughs> yeah and they've all left 
I work with a couple of guys who are still trying to get a PlayStation, and they've been trying to get one since launch day. Bloody hell. <laughs> Just can't get their hands on them. Yeah. Speaking of PlayStation, moving on to their arch-nemesis Xbox, Bethesda has officially joined the Xbox family now. They've been adopted. Uh, it, yeah. Insert party popper noise here. Pop. <laughs> fizzle, fizzle, fizzle. <laughs> fizzle, fizzle. <laughs> it's pretty to cool. Say about that, really. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. You know, it helps them with Game Pass, right? It makes it even more attractive. I mean, than, you know what? It, yeah. What is it? Five, six pound a month? I don't know how much it is, but yeah, They're probably going up now. They got all the Bethesda games on there. Mm-hmm. Or, or just they're they're trying to fight for you buying their Game Pass over a Netflix subscription That's or true. a Stadia or a EA equivalent, whatever yeah. you know. So we're doing all the say now that they own them. They've announced that there's. There's more Bethesda games actually coming to the Game Pass compared to what they already had on. Uh, they've also announced that some of their future Bethesda games will be PC and Xbox exclusive, but they're not going to actually kind of make game titles that have been on every platform Xbox and PC exclusive. So it's like franchises, so say like Doom, they're not going to the next Doom suddenly isn't going to be PC or Xbox exclusive because they know they've already got like audiences that are committed on say mm-hmm. PlayStation and this Doom on Switch. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Nah. Uh, um, well, well, say they don't want to kind of alienate those uh, fans that already invested. So I imagine it's going to be like new IPs. Any yeah. new IPs that Bethesda's creates, they're going to be just Xbox and PC exclusive because. By now, Microsoft knows they're not getting PC gamers to switch to Xbox, so so they're just going to yeah, it's going to be the other way. Yeah, um, <laughs> and also because they can sell the Game Pass to us, so they're going to want these Bethesda games to release. Oh, aren't these great? And then to slap them onto their Game Pass. So, so there's two ways to get the Game Pass. You can pay seven ninety nine for console, or seven ninety nine for PC, and you get the same choices. Yeah. Or you can pay ten ninety nine for Ultimate. Big you get both. You get the whole lot. You get console, PC, and Android. But you also that includes the base level of EA Play as well and Xbox Gold. It's pretty much everything. Um, which is yeah. all in one package. Which is six nine six ninety nine a month on its own, and I've been paying for that for the last fifteen years. EA plays but, what four quid I think a month. EA like. pays about four quid. So you get EA Play. Xbox Live Gold and the Game Pass all for ten ninety nine. You know, I know, I think that's good money, good value for money. Yeah. And you get your first month for a pound. So you know. And Mr. Phil Spencer, uh, the Xbox boss, the guy who looks like the villain from Mirror's Edge, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has he has previously stated that they could easily recoup the $7.5 billion that they paid for it without releasing any uh, Bethesda games on PlayStation, just doing PC and Xbox. I mean, it's a very good play from them, because, look, when the PlayStation uh, 5 and the Xbox XYZ um, dropped, (laughs) it was quite clear the sheer difference in exclusives. Uh, yeah. PlayStation won comfortably, so it makes sense for Xbox to do their best now to try and recruit some big names to try and push that side of it. Because mm. I, I think if you look at market share, 
PlayStation and Xbox were fairly close around the PS3, Xbox 360 era. Xbox, I think, was ahead even. And then yeah. since has uh, just gone the complete opposite way. And PlayStation been doing a fantastic job recruiting like exclusives and stuff like that to get people to play their consoles. I think early on for PlayStation 3, PlayStation did awfully. But I think by the end of the generation, I'd say PlayStation had the better exclusives. They kind yeah. of caught themselves up and then they got comfortable. And now Xbox is kind of coming back. They've got to. So, <laughs> yeah. If you if you look at the history of uh, media content and how it's delivered to our human beings, mm-hmm. you've got like music, which evolved from uh, recorded mediums to an online platform, and then television, which moved from buying it on Blu-ray discs or renting it from Blockbuster to then a delivery of an online platform. So clearly, the next step for gaming is gaming as a service. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very very likely to probably have in the near future a steam subscription model you know or equivalent you know so i can see it being something along those lines and whoever wants to have the best offering is the people with the most games or or at least games that are appealing Mm -hmm. to a certain market sector in their little portfolio so this is great news as far as xbox is concerned i think for that future um and games like outriders launches straight into xbox game pass on April first, I think. I mean, that's pretty. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not a great game. It looks a bit like a bad version of Gears of War. But you know, if it if that's the kind of like leverage they can they can use the money that they're making from those subscriptions to pay for these exclusives that will then garner more subscriptions. You see how that all works, and it gambles. Mm-hmm. You know, that's quite major. I think also they did very good on sort of optic <clears throat> by going. We're not going to take away franchises from other consoles i think that's that goes a long way to kind of get you said it went optics then yes i did we sound like professional <laughs> media people that's amazing you mentioned one it. thing about outriders though apparently the demo is pretty solid with in regards of getting actually good weapons in a looter kind of sh- with the looter shooter it is just the areas itself. Oh, I thought it looks really clunky. Like... I've only watched videos, but it looks it, clunky. It looks really clunky, but from what I saw or heard and heard is that the fact that you can actually get good weapons already early on without, you know, having bad RNG. You just get get weapons because it's mostly a single-player game from what I looked at it. Which is nice because most looter shooters now, it's like, yeah, you have to do this like a hundred times to even get a chance to get this gun that you'll probably never use. Or use once and then be like, yeah, never mind. That really appeals to my RuneScape autism, so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Grinding is my middle name. Oh, grinding, I'm interested. Yeah, how is is old school RuneScape? Uh, Grinder, it's it's different, it's different. Specky, how is old school RuneScape on Steam? Is it bad or is, is uh, it better to just RuneLite? It's better to RuneLite. It's always going to be. Um, I don't know how we've ended up on talking about RuneScape, but <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> um, it's always going to be better to use that client because Jagex have kind of endorsed it, realised they don't actually have to spend a, puni- uh, a penny to keep it updated, and realised that it just gives a much better fucking experience to the players it has so many things that the official client could do with but jagex would just rather spend their time elsewhere paying their developers four pound an hour to live in cambridge so you hear that listener <laughs> play runescape on <laughs> can't get much for four pound an hour in cambridge well no they they literally have one of the notoriously low uh, developer salaries 
It's yeah, why they no really struggled. Jamie's Italian closed. <laughs> they really struggled to get um <laughs> to get developers to join them because they're on like twenty grand a year and you have to live in Cambridge, which is so yeah. expensive. It's so expensive. Yeah, twenty yeah. k a year. Yeah, it's like twenty to twenty four k I think for a starter. It's so awful. you have to live in poverty. Yeah, I, I'm surprised yeah. they can even eat. Honestly, it's it's horrific. <laughs> Anyway, we've slagged enough companies off in this, in this podcast <laughs> without getting We still don't have a sponsor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want us to stop slagging you off, you can contact Dave at oddgaming.whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take money and I'll change my opinion, but nobody else will. So you only get one of us that's different, but that's fine. If you want endorsements, you prob- we should probably stop having <laughs> criticizing developers and companies because they just put you on ban lists instead. I don't know. Well, I think that's nice like USP. We're already <laughs> on. Yeah, no, what are we going to do with you guys? <laughs> that means you're never allowed back on ever again. <laughs> And if you live in Cambridge and you want to join the Alt Game and Discord, Dave, where can you find us? Oh my god, that's a great idea. People from Cambridge, you are very welcome. I've heard you're lovely people. So, uh, you can go to altgaming.uk and uh, there's a link on there for our Discord. You follow that link and then we're all here hanging out all the time. Amazing people constantly playing games, chatting, drinking. It's all the good stuff. And that happens, that happens, you know, every day. There's different people playing different games. There's even, we've got grills streaming and all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's brilliant. Grills? Uh, Yes, yes, real ones, live ones with boobies. And yeah, (laughs) we've got, um, no, we're good, we're good. So you can do that. You can find, um, you can, we've got a Facebook page. You can you reach out on there and we'll, we'll send you a link. Um, you can also, you know, find our podcast from a few different places other than our website. You can also get it from Spotify. You can also get it from iTunes. Uh, we're on all the major platforms in that respect. Uh, and there's always a link on our website for a direct download if you don't want to use any of those services. That's fine. So, yeah, our altgaming.uk website is evolving as well. We've got some more bits and pieces. We're trying to add a few more articles on there. So um, Hat did an article about Genshin and Gacha game mechanics and Specky's done two episodes in his series of CSGO tactics, which is excellent. Um, so yeah, there's always more content coming out, which is really, really good. And since the last podcast, we've announced the dates for Alt- Altland this year, which is pretty cool because we didn't. no one knew what they were going to be. And what are those dates? So you need to book off. Well, you probably you might want to book off an extra day, but August twenty seventh to 29th. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You might want the Thursday as well, maybe. I think and it's then, a bank holiday um, Monday as well, isn't it? It's a it, it's yeah. a bank. It is a bank holiday Monday as well. So you don't really necessarily need to book that off, but you you definitely might want to grab the Thursday before someone else in work grabs it. And then you also want to book off Halloween, October 29th, 31st, because we're going to do a spooky land. And November the 1st for the Monday to recover. Yeah, probably a recovery day. <laughs> Always Would sensible. be highly advised. Yeah, highly advised. Maybe, maybe two recovery days, depending on how hard you go. <laughs> so right now, that's kind of like a save the date, like a wedding invite. And then later on, when we get our website in order, we're going to put the tickets on sale and you'll be able to... But I think what we'll do, we'll make an announcement and we'll do like a Discord exclusive access to the tickets first because we've only got a certain number of places and because of covid it could be a bit crazy we don't know really how many are going to sell so we'll do a discord exclusive and then we'll put it out on facebook and and put it everywhere else and twitter and stuff 
But um, yeah, I'm not sure when we're going to make those live, but there might be some more news this weekend during the quiz. Ooh, boy. So yeah, Rachel's doing a quiz with Chart this weekend. We're using our um, really cool um, old gaming software to do the quiz management and everything. And uh, I think that's his official name. I have no clue. But yeah, that's <laughs> and so that's all part of what's happening on Saturday night around about eight o'clock in Discord. Come and join us for quiz and games. Boom. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think I've got it all. Huh? Look forward to seeing you. I think you've got it all indeed. Smashed it. Uh, what's left to say? Thank you, Kaito. Thank you, Rose. Thank you, Specky, for coming out and helping us with all our articles and news items. You're welcome. Uh, and thank you, dear, for hosting. Oh, yeah, that's fine. And well done on the show notes hat. That's good. It was all oh, good. They're all, all fillers, no killers, you know, this week, I reckon. Yeah. It's, it's quality. <laughs> um, we'll see you in a couple of weeks towards the end of March then, I guess. Bye-bye. Uh, bye, everybody. Love you. Bye. bye.